It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number 13, Minimize On-Demand Learning. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. You doing all right this morning? Well, I say this morning, um, that's what I'm recording. I hope it's a great whatever, morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the night, whatever it is for you. I am, uh, as I said, I'm recording this in the morning. I'm heading to, uh, I'm actually just a few minutes away from going off to the classroom and starting another day uh, making a difference, hopefully, and I hope that's how you feel about it as well. So this week's episode is called Minimize On-Demand Learning, and it may sound like that's a little bit of a strange topic, particularly coming from somebody who is totally engrossed in the technology world and loves to embrace uh, trends and you know the direction education's going, right? I mean, because we we really want to try to be ahead of the curve. And now I'm talking about minimizing on-demand learning, and that may seem a little bit uh, paradoxical, contradictory, whatever you want to say. And the truth is, it's it's been an interesting time to teach. I don't have to tell any of you that, but really, and even before the pandemic, but certainly solidified by the pandemic. On-demand learning has become such a huge thing, right, because of technology and we're able to leverage learning management systems like Canvas and all the other litany of things that are out there. And and a trend that I started noticing in the, in the 2010s is, you know, teachers would start posting all of these resources and videos and only as the pandemic hit did really it seem like everybody was doing that and we were required to, right? Because we had to be able to make sure that they were learning and making sure that they were, you know, as up to speed as possible during just just the, the lockdowns and quarantines and all of that stuff. Well, in the years since the heat of the pandemic, and we've kind of come out of that phase of the pandemic, certainly, and... I don't want to say school has returned to normalcy per se, but a more normal state, a change normal. And what I'm seeing really, and and it's not just in my classroom or in classrooms of people that I work with, but also as, you know, I explore and talk to my network of teachers from all over the country and really world. And it's, and it's really kind of interesting, but we find ourselves providing more and more resources and videos online to kids. You're like, well, how can this possibly be a bad thing? How can this possibly be so much of a thing that you've got to do a whole episode devoted strictly to it? Well, here's the answer in a nutshell. As students have adapted to there being so much on-demand content what that's having an effect on is a student's desire, willingness, and almost instinct to engage in class and really interact with the learning on a more regular sort of schedule. For example, so if I'm going to teach concept A and A is going to be built on by concept B and then B on C, well, if 
the learning is online and everything that a kid needs is available to a kid online, then do you see how they can delay and push the learning process to their quote-unquote convenience And actually, what that's doing is, one, devaluing the role of the teacher, which you know we have all these superpowers and these incredible abilities to help them paint that beautiful picture and we we, we glue the pieces together for them. But number two, it, it really puts them in a position to fall behind in the classroom and, and get very little from the learning and the scaffolding, the expertise, so to speak, that goes along with this. And, I, and, I, and you may be thinking, as you've heard me say, just sort of this intro part, you may be going, well, again, that's just kind of where we're going. And why would we not provide resources and videos if we can? You know, and, and look, first of all, if you were to look at uh, my learning management system and I'm 100% online, meaning I provide you know all their resources to them and what they need. To, to, to be successful from the standpoint of using those things, but those things alone won't get them to cross the finish line because they're going to need me and my expertise and the way that I'm facilitating the process, both in the classroom and in the assignments that I give, they're going to need me. But do you see how putting everything online and just giving them endless, endless resources and videos it, it, it allows them to kind of check out. You know, they take a test or have to show you some skill, knowledge, whatever on an assessment. And then they check out until they absolutely have to go back to that material. So in, in, in ways, all of those resources and videos that they can use on demand whenever they want has um, has, has given them a pass on being active in your classroom. And a lot of teachers don't think about that. Not to mention all those resources and videos and kind of a completely angle, different angle of kind of looking at this. Do you see how that can also become sort of intimidating and cumbersome and just 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 difficult for kids to navigate? Because they've got all these resources. And I, I've actually seen a lot of times, just as a side note, where teachers actually do overload Kids, I've been in classrooms where teachers have dumped so many resources that kids cannot, uh, uh, they, they, they're just overwhelmed. They don't know where to start or how to efficiently use these resources. And that sets up a completely different problem, right? So, so there's just a whole issue going on pushed by really technology, but then solidified by the pandemic where teachers feel like, okay, well, I can put all this online. Students really kind of expect that online and all of a sudden we're devaluing class and incentivizing kids not to be engaged in our class. And if you believe in what you do, your expertise, that's a problem. That's a problem. And so you hear the title of this episode is Minimize On-Demand Learning, not just for the sake of of minimizing it because, you you know, to spite them or to make it harder on them or any of that stuff, because we provide the resources because we want to help them. But don't you see that over, uh, over supplemental, 
you know, delivery of these resources and providing of these resources actually has the opposite effect. It actually hurts them. It does. It's overkill. One, because it takes you out of the equation as the expert that can actually put these pieces together with them and give them the experience of learning it as a facilitated process by you as an ex- expert in what you're doing. And it and it sort of checks them out. And I made that discovery. You know, I, you know, I guess I was a big part of the problem years ago. And... What I actually saw, and this is this is real. I wish I could show you my data. All I can do is anecdotally tell you about it. But what I saw during the heat of my resource craze, when I would just provide just everything, I'd see a great YouTube video, or um, and I would try to get videos for every single difficult concept, and I would even record lectures if I was lecturing, or record, you know, record. Um, you know, assignment labs or all these kinds of things I would record and provide for them. And I noticed that grades went down. I noticed more importantly than grades that the learning went down. They weren't able to um, talk through the content. They weren't able to show me the same level of knowledge and skills that honestly I had just gotten used to seeing. And, 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 and I realized, because, and then look, the first instinct when, you know, we talk about the generation that's up and coming is they're addicted to technology, and that may or may not be true, and that they're lazy, and that may or may not be true. Um, but to be truthful from my perspective, I, I kind of reject both of those from one standpoint with technology. Well, yeah, they're, they're addicted to technology, but it can be controlled. It can be leveraged in a healthy way. On the second part of that, in talking about just laziness, I I just don't believe that. I think like all generations of kids and adults, you've got to be motivated. And so I think we have to motivate the kids uh, in, in in an incredibly effective way. And don't you see that providing endless resources online, almost condoning the idea that they should learn from a computer, or learn from, you know, these resources that are third party. Do you see how you're motivating them to not be facilitated in your process? And if you believe you're there for a reason, then they're not actually a hundred percent engaged in the reason you're there, that you're there. So I believe you're demotivating by by providing all this on demand learning. And so I think you've got to think about that. And again, it seems like a very anti-technology, anti-trend. I can't just, I'm going to kick and scream if you think that because it it frustrates me because this is about pedagogy and instruction. So again, and I've said before, if all you are is Google as as an educator, then you're not providing the value that you're supposed to be providing in the classroom and effective teachers know that. If all you're doing is providing online reading and YouTube videos, well, kids are just watching. They're not engaged. They're not active in their learning. And so you're not hitting a lot of different learning styles, number one. And number two, they're passengers, right? They're not at the center of their own learning. And I I just, I can't tell you the effects that has yes so so not only are they not able to get the scaffolding because they're learning on demand but now 
you're only affecting certain populations of learners and you're taking you out of the equation. It's just a mess. So I think when you're deciding what to provide and how to provide it, I think there there's a lot of strategy that goes into on-demand learning. Don't give into the fold of, I'm just going to make everything online because uh, my, my kids are busy and they're going to baseball games and track and they're going to model you in and all these other things, or they're, they're going to Colorado and, and, and going on a ski trip for forever. I, I, I just don't think you can give into that. I, I think you have to use technology, including on demand, like any other piece of technology. You got to use it as a tool that is effectively helping you deliver your process or facilitating your process. So I think when thinking about on-demand learning as far as balance, I think there's nothing wrong with giving additional uh, resources, particularly for difficult content. But the more that you create, you know, excessive summary videos, or the more that, um, you know, you do those kinds of things for the reasons we've already talked, you start going into that world where kids are checking out of your classroom because they don't need you. They're looking at your content on-demand. And so I think you got to be aware of that. I think, you know, for me, what I have started doing, you know, a long time ago is putting certain timing elements on when they can access certain resources, you know, so that I'll, I'll say for the next two days, you'll see this amazing video and or, or amazing reading that you can do that'll help you understand this information and get more out of this discussion, help you see it in an additional time, help you use it in an additional time. And, and so putting time elements on that and then focusing on, because they have limited time, right? They don't have time to go through a thousand resources. Uh, you making sure that when I do post things for them, it is absolutely essential uh, and, and, and helpful to them in the right way. It, it, it supplements my process. It adds value to my process, not devaluing and certainly not demotivating kids. I think you got to really uh, think about that. And, you know, and this is in that same vein, you know, stepping away from on-demand learning alone for just a second. Those teachers where everything comes out of a textbook or comes off a factory worksheet or out of any other standardized source or is all online, those teachers are all ineffective anyway. They're all ineffective anyway. I'm just being honest with you. And so, again, it's about mixing it up. It's about balance. And I think that's really important. And so, yeah, use it and use it as a great tool. Don't use it to the point to where uh, kids are absolutely uh, just, just not at the center of your process. And I think that's really important for you to kind of chew on. I, I, I do. And if you are sitting there going, well, this doesn't have that huge of an effect on you know, as, as much as Matt's saying it, I, 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 I'm going to just, just respectfully disagree with you. I do. I've seen it. I've taught on both sides of, and, and at various ages on both sides of this coin. And again, I used to be addicted to providing resources and I literally saw scores and more importantly, uh, just the, just the, the learning in general. You, you tangibly could see it. I saw it go down. And I've just explained to you why that happens. I do. I was having a conversation not too long ago with a kid. And uh, he was like, I, 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 I've watched your, your, your help video that you provided on this topic. Why didn't I, I do well? And I said, well, so-and-so, have you spent the time to really invest along the way 
in the in in what we're kind of studying and what we're doing. And of course, I knew the answer was no because I'm interacting with them and I'm engaged. And of course, I encourage them to be completely in charge of sort of owning the learning and and showing that stuff. And I and I knew he'd been struggling. And it's because he was balancing with other things going on athletically and then was struggling to kind of put it together. And so he was using the supplement that I was providing as the standalone as opposed to using me and what's going on in the classroom as part of the process to, you know, he wasn't using the totality of the, of, of the learning. And so it's not a surprise that he's struggling. And I explained that to him, and, and he sort of understood that. And, and actually, interesting, the last two weeks, he's done a really great job of interacting with his classmates in class and interacting with the assignments in our learning management system. And honestly, what I've seen is, and I know it's a small window of a couple of weeks, but I've seen that improvement. And so those are the things that anecdotally will turn into sort of the big picture case for you if you motivate them and and, and don't over uh, provide resources like on-demand learning. I, I just can't tell you how much of a believer I am in, in in balancing that and being intentional and using it as a tool as opposed to a replacement because that's how the kids are going to use it. And, and I know it seems like, man, we'll, we're, we're kind of bucking the trend because education is going that way. Well, I'm not going to get off on a philosophical rant about uh, because I don't do that, I tell you all the time. I'm going to control what I can control, and and education and the fads and that checkbox mentality where we're all trying to knock things off our list. And if I can schedule this on my own time, then it's better and more convenient. Well, education may be heading that way to some degree, but remember, in my classroom, I'm the leader of the culture, and I'm able to help establish that culture. And I can control what I can control. And in my classroom, I'm going to motivate kids. I'm going to encourage them to learn and engage in the process with the class and not, you know, at 1130 at night when they're not at their best, when they don't have access to an expert in what we do, when they don't have the ability to make mistakes and learn from them with peers in the classroom. And so I think that's important to make sure that we kind of realize the impact that has. And, and again, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, and, and I've had several episodes on this. I don't want to, for one second, convince you that I don't use all these methods of collaboration, uh, you know, whether that be on, through Google applications or other, other applications or through the assignments that I do or, you know, for example, I'll grade lab reports at 10 o'clock at night and they'll get live feedback. So if they're up at 10 o'clock, they certainly, you know, can do those things, right? But again, that's that's part of sort of the technological curve and where we are and, and the ways that we use adva- use technology to an advantage as opposed to kind of getting lost on we're just going to dump all of our content and put everything that they need that we need and they need onto this learning management system or some other place, Google Classroom or whatever. And we're just going to kind of wipe our hands of it because they have everything available. That's such a crappy way to teach and learn. I'm sorry, it is. And it has real effects on our kids. And look, if you're a parent, I I want to caution you on that too because kids are checkboxing just like so much of society. 
And so if they're not having to learn, it's just easier mentally and it's and, and, and just more fun to sit in a classroom and play a game or watch Netflix or whatever else they may be doing in class. And so if you make that easier for them to do those things, they're going to do that even more. And it's going to completely, and I mean completely, devalue. So I'm not saying eliminate on-demand learning and those other resources that you provide. But just like anything else, you better think about how much you balance and how intentional you are about that in your process. It'll make a real difference. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com.